Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comedy Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Mia. And I'm Decoria. And the Squadalicious is back. Though it was, it was, we were, we were almost going to be a, 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 a thruple today because I had <laughs> jury duty. Make sure you check your mail, my adult friends. Adulting never ends. Um, but welcome back. Uh, a special announcement at the top of the podcast this saturday june 18th yes at 7 p.m eastern standard time we will be hosting a fun twitter space called commented fight night um on my twitter my personal twitter account but it will be relinked um on to commented and it's in our link tree and it's in our discord and we put it on twitter and tiktok Corey. yep it's on tiktok now and tiktok so come sit with us join us for a couple um maybe an hour or so if we talk about characters we would want to fight 10 toes down y'all can just chat with us and have some fun um but i hope you had a great day today it's hot as fuck outside so make sure you drink your water and your sunscreen as we jump into our new episode of well not obscure but 2000s movies uh love them or hate them today we'll be talking about bring it on for those of you who are not american bring it on as a 2000 american teen cheerleading comedy film directed by <laughs> peyton reed a white man written by jessica bendinger i'm also assuming a white woman that stars Kristen dunce eliza dushku i pronounced that so wrong i'm so sorry mm-hmm. jesse ba- bradford and gabrielle union the plot of the film centers around a high school cheerleading team preparation for a national competition this was released um, august 25th 2000 it's 91 minutes it budget was 11 million dollars and it hit 90.5 million at the box office this was brought to us today by Corey. Corey, why did you bring this to the table um I brought this to the table because I actually, it's not this movie specifically. I like bring it on again with Solange. And I was like, oh, why don't mm. we just watch like the first one then? Cause that's like a, I know that one is probably a bit more widely known since all the other bring it on movies are direct to DVD. <laughs> like they never were in the theater again. <laughs> um, I looking at the Wikipedia page, there's a bring it on cheer or die 2022. Yeah, there is like one on Netflix that just is that the Netflix Netflix one because I think one just came out like literally a couple months ago. I have no idea. It says "Bring It On." The cheerleading movie is getting a horror spinoff. This was from two thousand and twenty-one. I don't. I'm not gonna read this article, but yeah, I didn't know there was more movies after "Bring It On" again. (laughs) Yeah, they have a musical. Bring it on a musical. musical. <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide <laughs> cheer smack. Fight to the finish. I kind of remember, I vaguely remember the Christina Milian one. Yeah, I remember that one vaguely as well. But that, the person who wrote Bring It On also wrote Aqua Marine, if anybody remembers that movie. She was also a writer uh, for Sex in the City, um, Stick oh. It, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Like she oh, has her. a lot of work in that area yeah okay well Corey's gonna head out this episode for us as we just jump right in let's go okay so the movie basically kind of starts off with a 17 year old i don't know if they specifically state her age in the movie Mm -hmm. but she is a high school senior who's in the summer before her senior year 
um mm-hmm. named Torrance Shipman. I don't know what, what's up with the name Torrance. I've never <laughs> heard that in my life. That listen, Well, no, actually I've heard it for men, but not women. Listen, they were not being um creative. Torrance, the Toros, y'all were just yeah. like let's just make this happen. <laughs> but yeah, Torrance, she is getting ready to go to school, I believe, and her boyfriend Aaron who is on his way to college comes and picks her up and her parents are like, "Oh my god, like this guy again. They don't like him obviously." <laughs> um <laughs> and she tries to kiss him and he's like I'm not kissing you in front of your parents. I'm not macking oh, no, no, in front no. of your parents. No, I have the said? exact lie because this calls is cause. He said, <laughs> can't mack you in front of the parentals. I was like, <laughs> is this really how white people sounded in the 2000s? <laughs> Please. For the love of God. Also, before we continue, um, Nia, have you seen Bring It On before? I have vaguely seen okay. it. I, what's crazy is I've actually watched YouTubers like analyze it more than i've actually seen it like uh, bring it on was never my series so this was like honestly yeah. the first time i've sat down and watched it okay what about you Marion? yeah i've seen this one and the all or nothing bring it on all or okay 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 we have a we have a nice baseline um but no yeah this is my first pause the entire movie i said the <laughs> i don't know what word tripped me up more mac or the parentals the way they talk in this movie is just very funny (laughs) it is um not to but it's the way that i had the subtitles off and could not understand anything (laughs) i had to turn it back on but continue (laughs) yeah so she is pretty much anxious about her first day of her senior year and also she found out um that she is now leading her cheerleading squad the toros like tori said not very creative (laughs) torrents the toros yeah and they're aiming for their sixth consecutive national title so uh, they start holding auditions for uh people to be on the team because one of the key members broke their leg and they can't compete anymore and mm-hmm. they hold these auditions and all these people come who are one's like a, a guy who's auditioning for a play and he's like in the wrong place um <laughs> i'm trying to think of all the people who auditioned there was a guy in the play there was a dude who was break dancing there yeah. was one girl who was having a mental breakdown in between there was the little sister of the one asian character they had on the show there was um there was that i feel like there was some more oh there was one girl who was complaining about how she doesn't like red and she doesn't want to wear the little panties and yeah just, that like, one was crazy <laughs> she was like do we have to wear red can we wear another color i don't really like red and i'm like girl this the school colors <laughs> and then there was the girl who was extremely nervous and she couldn't get it together and i'm like oh poor baby she just it's not her day um and then our our next character walks in <laughs> yeah so <laughs> immediately after all seems hopeless and that they're gonna have to settle for the little sister of one of the members who is not that great she did this... not look excited to be trying out at all <laughs> no but in walks this very stereotypically 2000s edgy white girl with dreads. Um, Are they dreads? No, we're not even going to call them dreads. No, I don't like, know like, what the fuck that was. Voice. I don't even know what was going on with her hair. 
I don't know what that hairstyle was, but I kept staring at her for like a long time. Dang. I was like, this reminds me of like when NCT, what was that comeback that they had Jay Hyun in that in the little twisties in his hair? Is it limitless? Yes, yes, when they have the basketball <laughs> outfits on. Yes. Oh my god. Not that video. I remember yeah. Ooh, a song though. But yeah, she comes in with her her baby tee and her cargo pants. Cute outfit. Um mm-hmm. But immediately, she's one of those, I'm not like the other girl type girls, you know, she's edgy, she doesn't want to be there, she's only trying out because there's no gymnastic team at the high school that they're at, that she just Mm -hmm. transferred to. So, the people on the squad are like, she does not fit the image of our team, you know, being very stereotypical about it, and they force her to do a whole bunch of flips that i don't know the names of it was like some which, double handspring yeah. twist i don't twist out all that stuff which is funny as fuck to me because you just told her to do a backhand tuck and she did it and then you don't think that she could do these basic ass floor routine that and you just she gave told her you that she was a gymnast <laughs> like what do you what did you think would happen she's gonna fall like okay so they keep continuously forcing her to do that. But then eventually uh, Missy gets fed up and she's like, okay, I'm just leaving or either that, or one of the girls tell her, tells her that she can't be on the squad. And so no, of she course, calls her, she says she's not, uh, I think she says, uh, she's not, um, she doesn't fit the look of our squad. And she calls her a, and I was like, wow. I didn't even hear that part. Okay. I didn't even yeah. hear that part. <laughs> oh yeah. This, this movie has a lot of, um, anti-lgbt language in it yes. <laughs> just like beware of that words are rampant and very slur- yeah a lot of slurs a lot of f slurs so it was very oh, girl um, <laughs> i was like what script is this who wrote this i forgot how on? much people used to say that word back then because yes. i was just like whoa like oh Even my god with the b word i was like why is her being well what if her being a lesbian has to do with anything but I'm sitting here like, if she can do what it takes to be on the team, why do y'all care? <laughs> exactly. So after that, Missy leaves and Torrance is like, whoa, like we need this girl. Like we need her on the team because she's actually good, which is like, duh, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Missy drives to Torrance's house in Los Angeles. Also forgot to mention before this, Missy, no, Torrance had an argument with her mom about her focusing too much on cheerleading yes (laughs) and not doing her schoolwork and so she enrolls in algebra one or advanced chemistry chemistry. yeah and she meets this guy who i can't remember the name of right now but it's missy's brother cliff cliff (laughs) Cliff. yes cliff so she meets cliff in that class and they have a little flirting moment or whatever but back to the present time in the story so she goes to missy's house um to try to convince her to come back and she knocks on the door and open it opens to cliff standing there staring at her like what are you doing here he's like oh you're a cheerleader wow i didn't know that and she's like yeah and she describes how she needs to see missy to convince her to be on the team they talk for a bit and she eventually is able to convince missy to come to a practice um you know just to kind of get a feel for the team and see if she really wants to be there. So while watching the Toros practice, Missy immediately recognizes the routines. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as they start dancing, she's like, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Right. So I remember, I don't know if I remember the specifically from watching this movie, like the first time, but when that beat, that track came in, I said, 
these white girls did write that shit. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that dun, 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 dun. like y'all yes. don't play, y'all don't know that song. <laughs> so Missy immediately recognizes that track and the routine and she leaves and so Torrance follows her out like yo what the hell is going on like why did you just leave and Missy basically goes off on her and she's like that whole routine is stolen I'm not about to be on a team with a stolen routine and actually no she didn't say that at first did she she just let told her to get in the car right yeah. no no she said that at first she said wow. she said the whole routine is stolen um what the f- and then Torrance goes off and she's like what the fuck are you talking about Missy is yelling at her and then Torrance is like get out the car I want to fucking fight and I'm sitting here like really Torrance oh yeah <laughs> and then Missy gets in her face and Torrance immediately backs down and then Missy's and she's like, like in the car yeah she's like she realizes that Torrance doesn't realize these routines are so <laughs> yeah so Missy drives Torrance to East Compton um where they go to a high school to watch a basketball game and see the Clovers cheerleading team perform and they see that the routine was indeed stolen from a black team at that and all black beautiful on beat giving you flavor team so as soon as they leave uh the gymnasium after their the game is over um, Isis, who is Gabrielle Union, the captain of the Clovers team, and the rest of the squad immediately comes outside to confront them. And they're like, oh, you're here to steal another one of our routines, huh? And she says a line that's like, so you're going to take our routine and put some blonde hair on it or something like that? And I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. this is very relevant today. This <laughs> is <Yes. laughs> very relevant today. <laughs> yeah, so they confront them. Um, Isis mentions that Big Red always comes in with a camera filming them and basically they find out that for years the previous cheer captain for the toros has been stealing the routine from the black team so torrance is like completely distraught by this news as she should be because her whole career is a lie basically her whole <laughs> life as a cheerleader is a lie <laughs> and everybody's like calm down and i'm like that's her whole personality I would be having a mental breakdown too. <laughs> exactly. Like you literally, she probably cheered in like elementary school or something knowing, knowing this character. But yeah, so they have regrouped with the rest of the Toros and try to figure out what to do next. Of course, Missy being the voice of reason is like, we need a new routine. All the other lazy ass people on the squad are like, no, we can just continue to steal. They're like all is fair and cheerleading. And I was like, not if you steal a, What? <laughs> What is very rich white kid behavior? Exactly. And so they're just still thinking about what to do. And at the Toro's next game, um, Isis and her teammates show up to confront them and basically humiliate them in front of the whole school. And so after this happens, they all realize, okay, we really need to actually change our routine. So... Torrance calls her boyfriend, who we mentioned in the beginning of the show, of the, yeah, of today's show, Aaron, (laughs) who, you know, he convinces her to hire a choreographer to help the cheerleading team. But when he hangs up the call, we see that he is in bed with another woman. So that's implying that. College. (laughs) Yeah, the whole time he's been at college, he's been cheating on Torrance, which we could have figured. We we yeah. could have figured that out. Yeah. They also tried to imply that. that he was gay earlier in in the movie. So that yeah, was... I 
I was <laughs> like, where are we going with that? <laughs> yeah. Not to mention the conversation that they had in the car that was just full of slurs when they were talking about how the boy cheerleaders are constantly having to defend their sexuality. And I was just like, yeah. And then the one guy, they ask, they go around asking each other what their sexuality is. And the one guy is like, well, me, I'm controversial. And I was like, huh? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah. So they employ a choreographer named Sparky Palastri. Is that what? Yeah. Something like that. This man and... was so funny. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Talk about camp. Like he he said make it dramatic and his insults were crazy. I said, Oh, this, <laughs> this is wild. That's the iconic yeah. um for those of you who don't know who've never seen the movie, but if you've ever seen this is its bigger figures. These are spirit figures. That's this movie. That that's that movie moment in this movie. Yeah. So we have him now trying to give them a routine to do, and there's like a little bit of a montage, um, a, a short one, just showing how he's showing them new routine, teaching them, um, getting very frustrated at their lack of. Uh, it's like they're missing something, and like he even breaks a stool because he's just so pissed <laughs> off with them. That was so out of left field. That, and I didn't notice that he was chucking back handfuls of medication. I was like, oh, this man is highly intoxicated. Yeah. So after learning all of this, they go to regionals. um, And, you know, they end up running into the Clovers again, who have made it to regionals. Um, before I did forgot to mention that the Clovers had never been to like a big cheer competition because of economic hardship, which made it worse that their routines were being stolen from. Um, but yeah, so they run into the Clovers again, you know, Isis and Torrance have their little stare off kind of, and like talk, I can't remember exactly what they said, but Isis basically was like, pokes fun at them. And so Mm -hmm. they're preparing to get ready to perform in front of the judges and one team goes ahead of them and immediately the track starts playing and it's the same track that they were going to use and then they look over and see that it's the actually same exact routine that they were going to do so it turns out this other team they think that their routine was stolen right and so Mm -hmm. they go out onto the field and they have no choice but to just continue and perform the routine that they were taught. And so they perform it, and there's, like, a shocked silence after they finish. It's yeah. just, like... The routine really, is really not even that good, BTW. It's not. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> they could have they could have done better on their own, probably. But, yeah. And so the judges are, like... The, the judges come up to Torrance after um, the routine, and they're, like, basically explain to her that you know, we could have disqualified you, but we know that you were choreographed by Sparky and he's taught this routine to like six other different cheer teams throughout Mm -hmm. the country. So you're going to go ahead and go on to nationals because you went to nationals the previous years, but you better do good. Basically is what the judge says to them. So after that happens, um, what else happened? I feel like some there was something else big that happened during this competition. I can't remember though. Oh, uh, she broke up with Aaron after regionals, like right after, right? 
Yeah. She yeah. broke up with him. Oh, no. Aaron takes her home, and that's when Cliff is there to give her flowers. Oh, yes. Sees, okay. She sees, uh, Cliff sees Aaron and Torrance kissing, and Torrance goes up to Cliff, and she's like, I'm sorry, even though they've never said anything to each other anyway. He was overreacting. Um, <laughs> but she's like, I'm sorry, Cliff. And he just walks away pissed at her, and now he's mad pissed. Um, and then they start preparing for nationals. Yeah, and also in the midst of this, um, Torrance does break up with Aaron because when she went back to school the next day to cheer practice, the Asian girl and this one other girl on the cheer team were like, oh, we, we're, we're going to take over the team for you. you. know, Aaron called us and he told us that you're quitting. And oh, yeah, he like, said that she, he, she's a good cheerleader but not a good captain. I was yeah. like, oh, you suck as a fucking boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. And so she lets them believe for, like, a hot minute that she actually is quitting, but then she goes off on them, and she's like, mm-hmm. you know, we need to get our shit together. Then she goes to uh, Aaron's college and confronts him and, you know, kind of hints that she knew that she was being cheated on the whole time, I guess, because mm-hmm. the way she opened the door. But, yeah, she breaks up with him. And yeah, so they decide that, oh, before that, Cliff made a song for her, like this (laughs) this rock song. (laughs) And we, the rock song, when she was sitting there listening to this, I was like, oh, this man doesn't know how to write lyrics at all. (laughs) But that, that melody has stuck in my head. I don't know why the melody of that song has stuck in my head, but we also have to mention that um, Torrance believes that she's cursed because of stupid spirit <laughs> Oh, yeah. So Torrance went to some kind of cheer camp the year before, the summer before, and they have this tradition where everybody has to take a picture of this with the cheer stick, but you must never drop the cheer stick or you will be cursed. Now, mind you, this cheer stick is literally like some kind of plastic thing they got from like Michael's and put like jewels on or something like that, or they bedazzled it a little bit. Uh-huh. It's not anything really that special. And so Big Red dares, I believe it's Big Red, she dares uh-huh. Torrance to drop the cheer stick in front of another team. And Torrance does this. And now she believes she's cursed because bad things have been happen- happening to her since then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Torrance breaks up with Aaron. Um, Cliff is still ignoring her for hurting his feelings. I- <laughs> they weren't together. So- <laughs> when I tell you, there was no promises made. They they exchanged a little flirting. She blew her boyfriend a kiss and he mistook it as a kiss for her. And now he's being pissy about it. <laughs> And so, uh, I can't remember how Torrance figured this out. I think someone told her on the team that the Clovers will not be going to nationals because of their mm-hmm. financial problems. Mm-hmm. And so, at first, people are on the t- people on the team were like, "Oh, that's so good! Like less competition." And Torrance is like, "No, if we're gonna be the best, we have to defeat the best." And so, <laughs> so she goes to her white parents, and she like, <laughs> I don't know, she just. Like, Dad, you have money? Give us money. Yeah, like, you have to give us money so this cheer team can go. And, like, some her dad just gives them the money. He he writes, (laughs) he gets their firm to write a check um, to the Clover's uh, cheer team. And so she personally goes over to the team to deliver it. And so I can't, I didn't remember this scene because I watched the movie a lot when I was a kid, but not recently. Mm -hmm. 
So I didn't remember this scene, but once I watched it, I was so satisfied. <laughs> but you yeah. know, Torrance <laughs> takes the check to Isis and the rest of the Clovers while they're practicing. And Isis looks at the check and she rips it up. And she's like, we don't need your money. We're going to get to nationals. Pity you- party. Yeah, she's like, we're going to make it to nationals and you better be prepared, basically. And so and she says, bring it. Like they do in every 2000s movies. They have to yep. mention the name. She's like, you better bring you it. You better bring it. <laughs> and so Torrance leaves, um, kind of upset that her pity money was not taken. And we figure, <laughs> we find out that the Clovers, um, the the way that they're going to pay for them to get to nationals is by calling into this like Oprah-esque talk <laughs> show. Also, what's that- crazy, like, in mm-hmm. her name, Pauletta Patton, I said, huh? Like Paula <laughs> Patton. Yes. I said, now what? We're going to talk mean? about the names because why are the black girls' names Genelope? Genelope, um, Lava, Lafred. Lava? Well, Lafred is a basic, yeah, basic names, but like the black girls, I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? This movie was made in 2000, so <laughs> I'm just not gonna. And the fact that they have ISIS, you know, I'm just gonna give them credit for that and just look away. Just look <laughs> no one's, no one said nigga. So you know what? I'm, a, I'm a take yeah. it. <laughs> Early 2000s films of white people or Asian people saying that. You know what? I'll take it. And so I'm gonna just take what I can get. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah so they call into the show or they write into the show and end up being able to get sponsored um while they're doing this they're like it's, it's, a hilarity ensues when like one of the members is talking about how like you, i don't know what she said it's something funny though oh my god i wish i could remember it they're like oh, making oh. fun of the host inadvertently yeah she was like um talking <laughs> i think it was afraid to go something like along the lines of she should um give us something about the big booty um burgers with her big booty ass and i was like what are we having a conversation about <laughs> yeah like why would you say that <laughs> and even then when they're on tv with the lady she said something again she was like i've always loved you i never said something about your big butt and i was like what <laughs> like but yeah so there's another montage of the Toros learning um, a new routine and like getting inspiration from other elements of dance, like jazz, like swing dancing, not jazz, swing dancing and like mm-hmm. interpretive dance. Musicals. And then also, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And in the process of this, um, I probably have this scene in the wrong place, but Torrance does spend the night at Missy's house. Yeah, that was um, and they together for regionals. Okay, no, no. so let me yeah, just... that was before regionals. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just gonna skip that scene then because yeah, it was yeah. way too <laughs> back, way too far back. <laughs> but yeah, so they practice, they learn the routines. Um, do Torrance and Cliff make up during this? I can't remember. I feel like they no. did. No, they don't make up until the very end. Until nationals, wow. yeah. The man is so the man's got an attitude problem. <laughs> he 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 you know he there's a word for that, like he sticks to his guns or like something like that. I can't remember the phrase, but you know, mm-hmm. he has he sticks to what he says he's gonna do and he said he's gonna ignore her and he did it. So but they get to the finals, um, and so Torrance and Isis you know run into each other once again and they have like a 
heartfelt moment in a way. They were still insulting each other, but uh-huh. it was like a cheer captain to cheer captain moment type kind of thing. Yeah. And they go out and they do their thing. You know, the, the Clovers have this bomb ass routine that they practice and, you know, they gave what they were supposed to give. And then the Toros come out and their routine was actually pretty cool. Like with the swing dance part. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pay attention to the rest of it though. <laughs> I just remember <laughs> that part specifically. And so we right. get towards the end of the cheer competition and, you know, you think the stereotypical thing would happen to where the Toros, you know, will prevail and win, but no, the Clovers win as they should. Cause as they listen, should. their routine was better. <laughs> yes. It literally was better. I don't care how much the Toros practice. You guys have never come up with anything on your own. So, of course, it would not be better. Even their new choreography was just moves matched together that they saw in other dance forms. (laughs) Exactly. So, the Clovers win. Toros play second. At first, they're a little bit upset about it. But then they're like, you know what? We'll take it because we finally did something for ourselves for once. Which Mm -hmm. is good. I'm glad that you're acknowledging that you stole the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. And so... Cliff comes onto the field to congratulate Torrance. Um, They're talking and then she suddenly grabs him by the neck and then they start making out like in the middle of all these people. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then the movie basically ends and then we get like a credit scene with the iconic, Oh Mickey, you're so fine. And with everybody singing it. And yeah, that's the end of the movie. Ha. Okay, for Nia, who has never watched this in full, how did it feel to finish this movie? It was, I mean, it was good. I was just like, <laughs> it, it, very much, I was like, oh, this script is not. Mm-hmm. Oh, very. I'm, it's very 2010 movie. Like, and the thing is, I like teen movies, but this, it feels very, it felt very cheesy. And I know a lot of teen movies are cheesy, but I just was like, oh, this script. Ooh. Cause like, there's some shots, like, and like the aesthetic was cool. Like, I liked the way it looked. I liked the, like, the sort of vibe. Like, mm-hmm. it, I, I don't know. Usually, like, 2000s, late 90s movies have that vibe, but mm-hmm. the script. It's like they were just saying words and phrases, and it was so like tubular, radical. I was like, "Oh my god, please get me out!" They of were here. telling me she said she puts the itch in bitch, she puts the ass in mastiff. I said, "What are you saying?" It sounds like what preteens think they'll sound like in high school. <laughs> like, do you do you get it? Like, preteens try yeah. real yeah. hard to, like, emulate their big sisters. That's what the entire dialogue for this entire series sounds like. Also, was this a high school or a college campus? Because Oh I... my god, can we please talk about it? Because when Cliff, when Cliff showed up in that classroom and the dudes were like, sneeze, loser. I was like, these are grown ass. Yeah, and the, when the campus itself confused me a bit like in the beginning especially when they showed that like aaron was going to college and then they immediately show like um torrence walking up to the high school i'm like wait is she like in college too like i was confused for like a little bit there because how big their campus was there is no wonder the people in europe think that going to high school in america is great it's lies the campuses (laughs) don't look like that it's propaganda, like California, but definitely not in Georgia. That is not what happened. Not out here in the South. Even the big schools that we have are just buildings in a large football field. Like, it's not that big. 
that that was one of the things that took me out where I was just like, these are grown ass men. Um, that was one. The I don't know what I probably never clocked this when I watched it the first time, but when the guy who raises up the blonde girl when they're at pre- when they're at the football yeah. game for the first time, and he basically fingers her on the fi- I was like, really? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. Like, I didn't mention that guy in my retelling, but he, he was a character. He was definitely, you know, that was the straight very, one. He wasn't the controversial. Yeah, one. he was the straight yeah. girl. And the amount of times, also, there's this whole thing about the school having a a booty ass football team and a bomb cheerleading team and every time the football players were just like trying to make fun of the cheerleaders for possibly oh, being yeah. gay I was like you just lost 0 to 46 no that, <laughs> zero that, point. That, no that scene was so funny when the football player walked past the cheer guy and he was like yeah you know you're." he said some kind of homophobic joke and the guy was like bro you literally just lost the game like what are you doing <laughs> And when they like, played that game, like the actual game where they were getting beat up, I was, la- I was, that was like the funniest scene in the movie because I was just like, oh, y'all are terrible, terrible. <laughs> I'm getting sacked every moment. So bad. Yeah. I think ahead, my favorite me. part has to be the choreographer. And he looked at that one white girl and he goes, What's with the skin? Say it with me. Sunlight. Sunlight. <laughs> I said, No. The way that we were mad at the Latino. Um, baddie for having an ass. I was like, really? Her ass is not even that big. <laughs> what did he say? You need to stop eating because then maybe your body will take the fat from your ass. I said, what? <laughs> and the fact that like, like this is two thousand, so everyone is tiny and skinny. I'm like, what are y'all? What body shaming? It's just really what? crazy that we're we were in that era, and now we're in the era where having a big ass is a thing, and now we're gonna be out of that era because of trendsetters. It's just like it all comes full circles, and you should love your body for you. If you want to get surgery done, get it for you. Do not do it because it's a fucking trend. Because <laughs> like watching this movie and everybody being like, oh my god, her ass is massive. I'm like, and seeing the flattest butt you've ever seen in your life. Shining so little thick. That's it. Oh my god. Also, every pair of low rise jeans was triggering because I was like, y'all, <laughs> I will never put on a pair of low rise anything in Having my life Having the again. chopsticks in the Asian girl's head. First of all, 2000s fashions was wild. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. Um, there was a few outfits that I saw that people definitely wear today like um, there was like Torrance she had like some kind of uh, like beaded necklace on I can't remember the full outfit but like I've definitely seen this whole outfit and then when Missy first showed up (laughs) <laughs> them cargo pants in that top I've seen that on the H&M model recently I was about to say like, yes. <laughs> girl that was just one thing I we just it's crazy because on one front it feels like bring it on is making fun of people who are like this in the story and then on the other front it's like a little bit of seriousness it's just like I don't know where to put everything yeah you can't tell if it's like a parody or not because you know like that one movie that's literally called 2016 movie that's a straight up parody but like this one you just it kind of it's like right in the middle of both of both yeah it's right on the cusp because like the way they're talking i was like oh we're definitely making fun of everybody who was talking like that during the 2000s but then how serious torrance was 
about being a cheerleader, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. I can say, though, that I appreciate that the black girls were not made to be villains. That yeah. is a feat yeah. for a 2000s movie. <laughs> And like I bar said, bars in hell. I know from, the bars in hell. <laughs> them stealing from the black team is very relevant today. Very yes. relevant. And I'm also shocked that they didn't go like the white people win in the end, even though they stole. Like, because usually yes. back in the day, they would still be like, "Oh, you learned it was bad, but we're still going to reward the white people." So I was s- sincerely shocked that they that? Let, that they were like black people win. So I was very shocked. So this could be easily be a white savior movie when Torrance goes. Yeah. to pay for the clovers because she wants to beat them because she wants to be the best it's it's a very selfish act on her part yeah um she doesn't think and about i don't who um who she's like giving this hand out to she's like you just have to go to nationals and iris is just looking at her like bitch you got me fucked up <laughs> yeah she's like she's but you're a captain you have to do what's best for your team she's like yeah I'm going to figure out what the fuck is best for my team. And that's not taking money from a bitch who was stealing our routines in the first place. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if I'm remembering this wrong, but um, Gabrielle Union did an interview in 2020, uh, like mm-hmm. on the 20th anniversary of Bring It On. Cause it was like one of her first major breakout, like big crossover roles. And like, mm-hmm. she was talking about how, when it came to her character, like she fought for her character to not be saved basically. Like, yes. the reason why the character is the way it is is because she was helping them, like, during the writing process. Oh! And, like, while filming to make the character that the way it is. so much sense. Because I was about to say, like, this movie is one wisp away from being great Black representation. But then the Black squad is just used as a promotion for the Toros and their storyline. They don't actually have any, like, actual story behind them like we don't know where isis comes from why she's so um hell-bent on being a good cheerleader like we don't know anything about the team we don't even know the names of the other players on the team so like i now that that makes sense because like on the one front i'm like oh i'm gonna praise this movie for letting black people win i love it the fact that they didn't make um it to a white savior thing and it's like oh because gabrielle union fought for that shit she fought for it that makes so much more sense in retrospect because now i'm interested to see what the original script was yeah i wonder too like what kind of changes that she implemented there's like if you look up the article like just look up gabrielle union 20th anniversary bring it on and she did like a whole piece on it and there was something about universal studios not letting her have the uniform for a halloween costume i don't know i didn't read that part i wonder why I should probably Petty that again. ass motherfuckers. Gabrielle <laughs> yeah. is what made that movie iconic. Nobody remembers this movie because of 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 Kristen Dunst. <laughs> like, yeah, not gonna like, lie. Nobody really like we remember that she's in the movie, but most people right. remember Gabri- Isis in the Clovers. Yeah, and I also I think my favorite scene from them, like one of the most iconic scenes, is when they come to the Toros game. And they do the cheers with them. And I was like, per, y'all should have had the whole squad. Y'all should have brought the whole squad in. Because they were not going to win. Also, have y'all, do y'all watch, like, um, black cheerleading teens? I was like, about to say something real quick. I was yes. surprised about the amount of black people in this movie. Even as, like, Ooh. side characters. Like, side, like, um, in the background. 
I've noticed that that's something I noticed immediately because I'm a black person. Mm -hmm. But there was like usually with two thousands movie, no melanin anywhere. But there was like a lot of them there. But yeah, I've seen like videos of like black cheerleaders or like um, dance teams, especially like HBCU Mm -hmm. dance teams and stuff like that, and bands. Yeah, and it was interesting to me because a lot of a lot of black squads usually incorporate stepping. So I'm interested to see if the choreographer was not black for the Clovers Mm -hmm. because they were giving fire, but it wasn't heat. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't heat heat. Uh, So I'm, I'm interested to see if the choreographer might've been, you know, someone who was not black at all. Um, So, yeah, I think, I don't know. The film is very interesting because I know it. This has a cult following, <laughs> and I wonder camp. if it's like, yeah, I wonder if it's an ironic cult following because they. Uh, but again, I don't know if this movie is trying to be camp and parody. I feel like it's got the kind of cult following that Mean Girls has. That kind mm. of fan base. Mm. Or is there any other scenes that stuck out to y'all? Um. I don't know. I just kind of like it was a quick movie. Like an hour and a half felt very quick, like the pacing wise. So I don't know. Mm. Her her dancing to the song that Cliff made really just really, <laughs> it was so awkward. Oh, what about you, Mary? Um, probably the beginning sequence because what the hell were they saying? <laughs> oh yeah, can't from the parentals. Something. No, no, no. The one they were singing, and when she had the dream that she dropped uh, her top and she was naked in front of everybody. Oh, oh she, I forgot like, about that part. I'm not a whore, and I was like, what is this routine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, like a lot of explicit R-rated Very. jokes from these <laughs> potential minors. And I'm sitting here like yeah, again. Uh, this is Christian Dunst was 17 in this movie, like Ew. actually 17. Oh, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, it's again one of those pieces of media where it's adults writing what they think teenagers are, and yep, not what literally. actually teenagers are. When they did the car wash scene, I was like, "Oh yeah, a bunch of minors in bikinis," which is fine, but like they sexualize it so much but i guess because it's sexualized between the minors itself it's not completely That's what I weird. like it is weird but like at least the other characters were presented as minors it would have been like yes i feel like if it was like an american pie movie there would be like some weird ass teacher off to the side oh, or like yeah. some kind of old ass man coming up the gym teacher yeah literally probably a gym teacher yeah, no, but this is a very relevant conversation because black people get gaslit all the time when we talk about cultural appropriation and people stealing shit from black culture and then rebranding it and being like, ooh, look, this is something new that you've never seen before. It's like, no, bitch, this is just shit that my ancestors have been doing for the last 50 years. You just found out about it. <laughs> like, for example, the Elvis movie that just came out. A lot of people don't know that Elvis Hound Dog was a stolen song from a what? Oh, oh did, he stole most of his music, mm-hmm. did he not? He, from, listen, yeah. The agony I feel on a daily basis hearing <laughs> all, all these white people talk about not only Elvis but the Beatles. The Beatles. I'm like, y'all yeah, don't know anything about black music. Just, just say you don't listen to black people. Like when you when you come to me or you come on Twitter and say Elvis was the greatest rock and roll artist, I'm like, just tell me you don't know black people. 
just tell me you've never heard any Did black see, artists um, at all. Oh God! Didn't Doja Cat? Didn't the song she make for the movie? She was like dragging Elvis the whole time. Yes, <laughs> or something like yeah. that. She used a Big Mama Thornton oh. sample because yeah. it oh. went right over Elvis. Amen. We love to see it. Pretend like yeah. he never existed on his own. And movie. I think the why, the person she has singing the Big Mama Thornton line plays Big Mama Thornton in the the musical or the play. Oh, or gotcha, something like gotcha. that. Yeah. Yes. Um. And just to plug that- this. Oh, oh go, ahead, Neil. go ahead, Neil. Uh, go, go ahead. Just to plug this, like y'all, if do not listen to Elvis, go listen to like Big Mama Thornton, Chuck Berry, like Fats Domino, Ray Richard. Ignore, yes, ignore the whites. <laughs> they were copying. Just listen to black people. That's all I have to say. Did y'all see? There's a clip of Ray Charles that I looked at earlier. Did y'all see that? Clip? Oh, that clip. I've loved that. Where clip. he was he like, said, um, he said Elvis what was shit ain't gonna be shit. I was like, come on. Oprah, right? Yeah, because and then the he white was like, said... yeah, he was just like oh, go ahead. Ray Charles was just like, um, all the shit that Elvis was doing, black people been doing for a while, shaking your ass and throwing this shit around on stage. Yeah, well, what did the um, but continue? Nia, what were you saying? No, I mean the interviewer. The funniest part was the interviewer was like, "Well, don't you think he's a pretty good dancer?" And Ray Charles made a face. I said, "Oh, that's the black <laughs> elder face." When they say, "Well, <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings," but. <laughs> yeah that was uh, yeah. no it was a very real of the conversation i do think that um bringing on will definitely be a movie that lasts within our canon of pop culture media um because it does highlight that some people did talk like that <laughs> in the 2000s but like mm-hmm. it's so weird because it sounds like it's from like the 50s so what <laughs> it really it sounds like a like a what do you call it not a parody like it sounds like yeah like someone just like like myspace like someone copied down every single thing from a chat room and said here you go <laughs> that's mm. the script she puts a duh and dumb i just it, was, <laughs> it, it sounds listen it sounds like something that has like a smiley face at the end or like a four instead of a, like a number four instead of the writing out four it's like thanks thx like it gives it <laughs> like oh my god i don't know how to describe it, but it's a very specific brand of like inner it sounds almost like early internet talk like early yeah, internet yeah. Like, expressions that are not yeah, it's like if somebody was look re reading the text messages of two tweens from yeah. aol <laughs> very much very i don't much. know why this movie i'm thinking about the outfits again uh-huh. It's like it reminds me of like a Delia's catalog. Like now that I'm thinking about it, like I like this movie is very Delia's the way they dressed and like and all that. Yeah, I don't see my question is why did y'all keep making movies after the second one? <laughs> I don't know either. I don't get it. I mean, thank you for giving us bring it on all or nothing, cause that was to launch, because I like that one, but the the horror one? and then like the other eight movies a musical <laughs> a musical yeah, the, mu- the musical like what what is happening you nobody's like, watching these right 2007 2009 2017 2022 babe we're we're done stop trying to revive though, it because the battle movies of the early 2000s oh, were right. oh, oh, step up and man. all that all of them like look how many of those there are netflix is still making movies like that yeah they're still making step up movies they made some kind of 
movie similar to Step Up with Tiana Taylor like a few years ago on Netflix. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was Step Up exactly, but it was something extremely similar. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the she was dating like the white you... guy or something. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the movie where they teach the white girls how to do st- how to step. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that <laughs> that right there? Yeah. That's hell in a handbasket. That's that's <laughs> cultural awesome. betrayal. Why are you doing that? Stepping is literally how they were communicating during slavery. <laughs> and yeah, like stepsisters. Like, oh my god (laughs) you know what i guess what also makes this movie a little cheesy cheesier for me is like these music tied in performance movies from the early aughts kind of just are so cringe like there's something about it that's extra cringy because they're so serious like or like how oh continue actually no 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 i mean like when they're performing you're like they're trying to i'm just thinking how are y'all not cracking up laughing (laughs) because i would be on the floor Another thing I remember is like the transitions where like they would like cut to a scene of them in high school and there'd be like that stereotypical like 2000s rock playing mm-hmm. like oh, as soon as yeah. they transition to the school. Yeah. Like some green sprinkling some green day or like yeah. some like insert I don't know. Also, punk rock band here. Was I the only one confused when she went to Missy's house for the first time and that railing I was like is this a house or is this a government building <laughs> like, <laughs> all I know is Missy was rich that's all yeah. I know all she didn't them. state it but all we can yeah rich. all these kids are rich <laughs> also her little brother oh, oh yeah the <laughs> farting in her face like what what in the Caucasian <laughs> when he called her bitch I said do you know how quickly I would have backstanded my little brother <laughs> If he did that, he was like, and why was he like into a punk aesthetic as a middle schooler? I don't know. Just hair. <laughs> and then he was walking around with some girl's panties on at nationals. I was like, yeah, he had her spanks on. Like that girl was like, where are my spanks? And he's like, oh, this, I can get used to this or some stupid shit. I just, sometimes I watch movies I'm like like this, and then I look at the 40-year-olds today, and I'm like, this is why y'all are like this. Because this is the kind of media y'all are consuming. This is what is okay. Because this is not okay. Is the math mathing for you, Mary? Yeah, the, the math, math is mathing for me. <laughs> I'm still thinking about what you said before the podcast. Is like, are there people who shamed you for your body in the room with you now? <laughs> like, <laughs> How are we dropping the F slur like this? Uh, Why is he talking about fingering this girl and that's why he's on the just casually talking about assaulting someone? About assaulting someone. I'm like, whoa. Y'all, listen, people talk about millennials and Gen Z. I'm like, do y'all know what Gen Xers and boomers, what kind of movies y'all were making? What? American Pie? (laughs) American Pie. Literally. (laughs) Like, what? I just. Like sometimes you can look back and like, oh, I this this is there's quality in this. I can see the ingenuity. Yeah. I can see like like I appreciate the culture appropriation side plot, but I feel like that had hardly anything to do with the white people in the room. I feel like that had very much to do with the, the black people involved. So it did. It did. I, like there was no consequences for the white people t- t- besides their routine, them getting like um what is it scammed by the court oh by sparky yeah but like i was like that's not equal y'all still won all the medals like (laughs) yeah they didn't take them back just because they found out like i i just 
these type of movies, I feel like they're definitely a product of their time. Um, mm-hmm. ah, it's, I mean, I see the, if you grow up on it, you might feel more like nostalgic for it, but mm-hmm. I just, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun, but too cheesy I might for me. rewatch Bring It All um, all or Nothing because I gotta see the, the crumping scene and the dancing scene. <laughs> and, then, and then Rihanna, Rihanna randomly being there at the end. Rihanna? The movie. Yeah, yes. Rihanna was in the movie. This was like during her SOS era. She was oh, at the end of the movie. S please. Not, not like first album, Rihanna. Oh, oh no. the thing about All or Nothing too, the ending song, Ashley Tisdale, she did what she needed to do. What is this? Who's, what's the? You, oh, I have you know her movie. song. Her song. He says she said. That's the ending yes. song for bringing on all. <gasps> that might be. Oh, that is a song. That's, that's, a, say, that's a song. Oh. That is a song. She was in her bag that day. Okay. Worlds are colliding. Worlds are colliding. Hayden okay. Panettiere. What am I looking at? <laughs> in Solange. Hayden Panettiere and Solange are in that movie. <laughs> what? What happened to her, actually, Hayden Penitentiary? Oh, I haven't seen her in did, anything. Um, didn't she do un- uh, Until Dawn, the video game? Oh, you know what? She might have been, because Brenda's song is also in that. No, what? not. Yeah, she's she in is. that newer, that, the Quarry or whatever. Yes, yeah, I actually love that game studio. Like, they're going to get celebrities in their games. I know that's Yeah. Funny. Oh. Mm. So, uh, Marin, what do you give Bring It On 2000? Oh, I'd have to give it like a six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Nia? Yeah, I give it a six, five, depending on my mood. <laughs> what about you, Corey? I'm not gonna rate it. I'm just gonna say it's very camp. This camp. <laughs> it's a very fun movie. Don't yeah. don't take it seriously though. Please don't. Please, if you watch Bring It On, take it seriously. I need you to. Um, um, exit out of this podcast after the episode is over. Try BetterHelp.com um, or Black Girls for Therapy or um, your local therapist because this is, I don't think you're supposed to take this movie seriously. I think that's our conclusion about the Bring It On series. It's like, it's a reflection of its time. It's a little time capsule that you could return to and be like, oh yeah, people used to talk like that. People used to dress like that. People did said shit like that and we shouldn't do that anymore <laughs> um i don't know i guess it's a four or five i don't really care for it um i wasn't a fan cult classic for me but i understand why it's a fan cult classic um it's very good at representing what the 2000s looked like <laughs> um that being said mia i think it's your turn next for a a 2000s movies yes okay does it have to be 2000s could i could uh, i do we were, i think we're gonna stick early 2000s unless you had something else okay i want to be contra- extra contra not me thinking extra controversially have y'all seen pretty <laughs> in pink seen what seen pretty in pink i've heard of it the 80s movie with quite um... problematic but apparently quote unquote iconic I don't think I've, I've heard of it. I've never watched. Yeah, it. I have seen this. I've seen this. You I've have. This. I remember okay. this this girl <laughs> the, with the red hair. <laughs> okay, I'm just okay. I might pick one or a 2000s movie. Either way, I'll let y'all know. Okay. Um, don't forget that we'll be hosting Twitch Space on June 18th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So come chill with us. 
um for the holiday weekend before you have to spend your sunday with your dad also don't forget to give us a five-star review hello ladies and gentlemen i keep seeing our spotify numbers going up um by the time that we this is out juneteenth will like well it'll be like the following monday so happy juneteenth yes happy juneteenth (laughs) Juneteenth, y'all it is happy Juneteenth to the black people and the black people only. <laughs> Hope you have some good food over the weekend. Um, don't forget to give us that five-star review, though. That'll be your Juneteenth present to us. And this is to all people that aren't black black alike. <laughs> um, you can come talk to us about bringing on our Discord or at Twitter at Compton or TikTok at Compton Podcast. Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.